Welcome to Comedy Here Off the Podcast. I'm your host, Kevy. This week on the show is stand-up comedian Graham Clark. Thanks for coming, Graham. Oh, thanks for having me. Uh, thanks Sorry for having me. startle everybody. No, no uh, it was really quiet for a second, and then I broke silence. Yeah. We were just talking about the different things sometimes we see out there. We actually saw some people changing in those shrubs last week. Remember that? Oh, yeah. Oh, that's wow. Right. That was cool. Nice. Yeah. Um, there was uh, there were some cops out there fighting with some people in their cars <laughs> went during that pipeline uh, thing that was happening. Oh, that was all. Yeah, that would have been yeah. right down here. That was yeah. here. Um, we were doing a podcast with Simon King, and we just incorporated it into the episode, and he said it was the sounds of a bird or something like that. So <laughs> oh, it's, it's good to have people who are good at improv yeah, on yeah, the, yeah. on the episode. Did you ever do improv? I did a little when I was in uh, high school. Okay. Um, I like joined a like yeah. uh, class yeah. thing, and they performed a couple times at a theater. Yeah. And I didn't, I didn't hate it, but mm-hmm. I didn't love it. Yeah. Uh, because I always loved stand up. Yeah. Even then. Yeah, as a kid, I was yeah. like, like I love stand up, and then yeah. I thought like maybe you do improv and kind of work your way into stand up or something. Okay. Um. But yeah, I felt like with the particular group I was with, I was like, I don't, I don't yeah. need you guys. I can do this yeah, on my own. Yeah, you don't own. need that. Aaron yeah. Reed was just talking about how it's like he loves stand up because he doesn't need to rely on a bunch of other people. Yeah, and that's why I started learning to produce music so I wouldn't have to rely on flaky bandmates. Yeah, <laughs> smart. Yeah, yeah. Like getting a group of people together to do anything is like a wild. It's hard to get people to do anything, even if it's just on their phone committing to something yeah yeah, yeah. yeah it's yeah. like it's made it, li- it the easier it is the lazier people are with committing to things yeah oh, yeah that's why you you're a very solid plan maker i try to be. you are incredible yeah. every time i invite you to something you come to it yeah that's amazing yeah. That's, what a great gift of a friend you are <laughs> oh thank you you're welcome <laughs> this is the graham clark compliment hour well i'll take it i'll take it where i can get it you know? <laughs> Um, what was what made you? What was the first stand-up you saw that you loved that made you want to do it? Oh, that's a great question. I think the first stand-up I saw was probably like I would have been a kid, mm-hmm. and I probably didn't even see it. It was probably Steve Martin record. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I just thought that was so funny. Yeah, and he was so crazy. Yeah, yeah. Like for a kid to connect with an adult, yeah, they have to be pretty like. You know, likable like, and, uh, and charismatic, and, yeah, yeah, and like so. I was just like heard his album. Yeah, my dad had it. That's and, cool. Uh, yeah, I think that was the first kind of stand up where I was like, oh, this is great. Like everything about this is great. Yeah, and uh, I also grew up like when there was a ton of stand up on TV. Okay. There was like Annie's Evening at the Improv, yeah. and there was like a, a full two-hour block of stand-up on TV every day. Yeah, I remember that too. And that was um, that, that you live in Calgary, right? Yeah. So yeah. was there uh, like, did you start doing it pretty young, or did you just kind of like uh, absorb a lot of it and then? Yeah, I, t- I did it as a teenager, okay, a bit uh, when I was like the very first time I did it. I think I was uh, fifteen. Okay. Wow. Yeah. And I did it at like a talent competition. Yeah? Yeah. And I wrote five minutes of original material. And uh, Were you super nervous? Yeah, but I I would just like always liked, I liked being on stage. Yeah. I liked writing, telling jokes. Yeah. And uh, it was the first crowd I played to was probably like, 
you know, there's probably like 300, 400 Holy people shit. there. So, <laughs> wow. Yeah, it was definitely like, and I, I, and I loved it. I lost the competition, but I oh, loved wow. the doing it. And then, but you couldn't get into bars and stuff mm. uh, as a teenager. And that's where all the like open mics were happening. Yeah. So I, once I got a fake ID, I did some. <laughs> yeah. That's the most <laughs> impressive reason for getting a fake ID. Yeah. So I could start working. <laughs> Join the workforce. That's right. I'm 16. I work at Earl's now. Um, yeah. That's, that's amazing. You just loved it so much. Yeah, and like, uh, and then I did it a bit when I was a teenager, sixteen and seventeen, and then I was like, I gotta go to school, like I gotta go get an education or something, like, because there was a lot of sad. There's a lot of sad people around open mics, (laughs) and I knew that. I knew that even as a teenager. Yeah, these are sad. Yeah, folks. Not all of them, but. It's like if you go to an open mic now, you'll see some sad. Well, it's not very supportive. It's uh, a, lot, a lot of open mics I've been to. I don't know if you've been to any. Alexi, yeah. It's great because Alexi's so new to the comedy scene. Okay. I'm seeing her see things for the first time <laughs> yeah. a lot. Yeah. yeah. And uh, But a lot of open mics is like, basically you go and you sign up so you can do five or seven minutes, but mm-hmm. the crowd is just other comics. Yeah. So yeah. it's not a very supportive feeling, and then nobody uh, often is laughing at each other's Aww. jokes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's anybody can sign up. Yeah. So oh, you get wow. people who are very, you know, gifted, good comedians all the way to just random. A guy who has a story that he thinks is pretty funny. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So you get like a wide swath of people at the open mics. Oh, my yeah. God. Yeah. I went to like an amateur hour once at Yak Yaks. But yeah. I don't know if it was like exactly like an open mic thing. It was just like amateur. Open mics like people. one level down. Like because oh. an amateur night, like you would have to go to the comedy club and sign up and somebody along the way would have to say <laughs> yes or no. Yes or no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But uh, open mic is anybody. Oh, yeah. Geez. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, and it, it's so funny because uh, early on into coming to things like that, if someone was bombing, it would make me want to crawl out of my skin. Yeah. And now I'm impervious to it. It's just part of the this part of the process. But yeah. I brought uh, a friend of mine who's a musician with me to Sevens once. It was this, yep. it was this open mic, and it was just bomb after bomb. Oh, and he was no. like, go go, like physically so uncomfortable <laughs> with what was happening. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, God. yeah. That's kind of a lesson that I learned. Uh, a couple years into comedy is that the audience really wants you to do well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, they're not there to see you do badly. <laughs> yeah. And so everything you try, they hope that it's good. Yeah. And I kind of never thought that. I always thought, like, the audience would take any opportunity to kind of, like, cut yeah. you down or whatever. Mm-hmm. But that's not true at all. Yeah. They feel as awkward as you if it's not going the way you both want, I yeah. guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. but it, it's funny though because um, I mean, so, people would argue that there aren't, there isn't such a bad thing, a thing as a bad crowd. But I kind of disagree with that, just from what I've seen. Yeah, even this week at JFL, where it's like <laughs> sometimes it's it's just an awkward vibe, and nobody in the crowd wants to stand out. Like I went oh. saw Donnell Rawlings. Oh yeah, and he's from Chappelle's Show, and he's so loud and bombastic, but the crowd was being weird. Like he was like. Oh. I watched the Oscars last week. You guys watch the Oscars? Silence. It's like, okay. What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. P- you watched the Oscars. Yeah, I know yeah. you did. So Why are you being weird? And then, <laughs> and it's like you kind of have to address that as the performer to make totally. them relax, it seems like. And yeah. did he? 
Yeah. Good. He called yeah. them weirdos and yeah, they kind of yeah. laughed at that. And But not everyone can get away with everything, too. That's and that, true. That's one thing I love about your um, stand-up is that you there's never a victim in your material. I... I don't. Yeah, I mean, if there is, they they had it coming. <laughs> <laughs> like my parents and my teachers. Um, yeah, I don't. I can't. I can't think. I can't think of a, a victim in any of your your bits I, besides Seven Eleven. Yeah, exactly. I think I like to talk a lot about corporations. Yeah, and they're they're an easy. Target. Yeah, yeah. And I like uh, just, I feel like I'm always the stupid one in the the joke. Like, I don't feel like, you know what I mean? Like, even if somebody was doing something stupid around me, I end up feeling like in the telling of it that I was the stupid one. That's interesting. But it's it's funny, though, because um, Graham Clark Compliment Hour, you're maybe the kindest person I know. Oh, get out. And uh, very supportive. But I've seen you dislike an audience one time, and it was so funny to see that yeah. too. Like it was, uh, I remember it was when I was recording you. Yeah, and there was a guy in the crowd, and you're like, you know what? I don't like you. <laughs> and that's about as far as it goes for him being negative at all. Oh, I love it. And he did deserve it. So I guess you're right. Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> it's weird. Like the sometimes the crowd is just weird. Like yeah. they're. Uh, and you have to sometimes remind them that they're yeah. that they're a crowd and they're at a show and now you need to get in the spirit yeah. of it. Yeah. Uh, and usually people do, but yeah. sometimes they forget. You know, like yeah. sometimes like you're sitting in a dark <laughs> part of the room and yeah. you don't think anybody can see you, so you don't act yeah. like you're not as amped as as if you're at a concert or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So like sometimes you just got to tell them like you're. Here to have fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With us. Yeah, time to have fun. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. It's, it's so uphill. Like, I, like playing in a band, if it's going, if the crowd's being weird, we can just go into another song. What is it like, though, when you play in a band mm-hmm. and, because there's so much more of people kind of standing around the fringe of the room. Yeah. Talking. Yeah. What is, like, when do you feel like, as a band, like, okay, we're connecting with this um, there's the the variations are interesting because there's different levels to it, and also I've realized that just because they're not like moshing or something doesn't mean they're not really into it. Yeah, yeah. A- and sometimes people's way of enjoying it is not looking at you, but they're still listening and they're still enjoying it. Right. Whatever. I've I, I guess the the better way to explain it is uh, what a bad show feels like. Yeah. Like it was funny. My band got booked for this big. Um, North American tour, and for some reason, one of the shows was in, is it called Charlottetown? It's like Prince Edward Island. Yeah, Charlottetown. And we literally yeah. played at a like a fish and chip kind of <laughs> restaurant. Oh wow! And there were tons of people there, but they were. It's like they couldn't hear what I was saying what? besides singing, and and they had a, their back. They're just so drunk that yeah. I needn't have bothered. <laughs> right? Yeah, 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 yeah. And we got paid well and everything, and it, like I was literally. 
like I used to be pretty confrontational on stage like what you were saying about how I you assumed the crowd was not on your side yeah I felt like it was us versus whatever audience we were playing yeah and so I started kind of roasting them and they couldn't even hear me oh my god <laughs> oh man all those good roasts went all the, to waste what a waste <laughs> my A material <laughs> but um, yeah there's there's different I think my favorite things to play are festivals which I think is best for, for bands if it's like if, like you don't have to convince them to have fun. They're definitely there to They're have there. fun. Yeah, right. And uh, but have you ever, as a comedian, have you ever done like an outdoor festival? Yeah, um, seems tough. It's tough, yeah. and it's not like the the best scenario at an outdoor festival was where we did one, like did a show in a tent. Yeah, mm-hmm. and so at least you had the you had the focus of the people. But outdoors, like I will never do an outdoor show. Again. Really? No. Wow! No, that's it's just not right. Like, it isn't it's right. It's not meant for uh, yeah. for what you're doing. So I just won't do it. And also, a lot of times, those situations, the crowd's like confused that there's now a stand-up comedian. <laughs> yeah, it's like what the hell's go-? like. Uh, it was funny. I saw uh, Ivan Decker. At, I went with him when he played Pemberton that oh, yeah, festival. Yeah, yeah. And right, right at the moment where he was going to do his punchline, a train went by. <laughs> In the wait, no. yeah, 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 stuff like that That's happens. So weird, yeah, yeah, and like the thing is, uh, you want the laugh. Like that's why all comedy clubs have low ceilings mm. because the, if it's high ceiling or outdoors, the laughs just vanish. They don't yeah. go forward to where you are. Yeah, and so outdoors, it's just like yeah. I, yeah, I mean, when you're starting a comedy, you say yes to everything. Yeah. So yeah. I did outdoor shows. And, wow. Yeah. Have you opened for bands? I did open for a band once at a bar, like at somewhere in Kits. Okay. And it went so badly <laughs> that I was like, I, I don't think I'll do this again. Yeah. Again. Yeah. Oh, that's that's uphill too because they're not expecting that. I guess. No, and it's yeah. like they're all standing also. <laughs> yeah, they're all standing, and yeah. everybody's still ordering drinks because the band hasn't started yet. Yeah. And try like it's, I like I'm sure you've been an opening band at some point. Yeah. It, you're you're playing the impossible game. <laughs> like nobody nobody cares. Nobody's <sighs> you know with opening act who you know. Try playing a fish and chips restaurant. Yeah. Oh, Jeez. <laughs> but you know, yeah. That but those gigs like you keep them somewhere in your brain. Yeah. And then the nicer gigs that come oh, along. Man. Appreciate it yeah. so much. Yeah. Totally. Was the do you think the cushiest not cushiest but kind of the other side of the spectrum from those kind of shows is when you open for Dave Chappelle on those dates. Even that was like you, when you're opening for somebody that's, uh, the people have paid money to see. Yeah. You're the last thing standing in the way (laughs) of them enjoying the thing they paid to see. So it's not, they're not bad crowds, but they don't want to see you. (laughs) Yeah. You know what I mean? So you're, you're swimming upstream the whole time. If you get some laughs, great. Yeah. But uh, the opening act is always just kind of thrown, <laughs> thrown to the wolves a bit. How long did you do on those shows? I think I did probably like twenty. Wow. You know, just to warm up the crowd. Mm-hmm. And he had just kind of come out of semi-retirement. Yeah. So people were like rabid. Oh, I bet. Yeah, like people. I bet you now, if you went to a Dave Chappelle show. They'd be a lot more sedate and yeah, yeah, because mm-hmm. 
this felt like maybe this was the only time you were ever going to be able to see him. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. he had like retired for so long and then he was doing these like, dates out yeah. of nowhere. Yeah. And so people were crazy. <laughs> like the, the audience was crazy. But they, they calmed down after about five minutes or so. And then, you know, then I had whatever, 15 minutes. Yeah. And then... You, then you have to amp them back up again for the, yeah. uh, you know, for the headliner. Not that that's hard with Dave Chappelle. You know, <laughs> they're there for him. Wow, that's so much pressure. It is kind of, especially if you're new. Like you end up getting thrown onto a lot of shows as a new comic, as an opener, right? Because you only have ten minutes or whatever. Okay, and yeah. so, uh, like they'll the the headliner will do fine because, like I say, people are there to see the headliner. Yeah, but. It's yeah, it's it's an uphill yeah yeah, <laughs> it's an uphill struggle. I can't think of a tougher person to open for actually. Yeah, yeah, like I think outside of a band, I I don't yeah. think yeah. like I think that would be harder than opening for Seinfeld. Yeah, because at least Seinfeld fans, a lot of them aren't just pop culture people; they're stand-up comedy fans. Yeah, so they understand the format at least. Where Chappelle was like a cultural phenomenon mm-hmm. in a way. Yeah, it was. Yeah, him coming back to. St- stand-up was, you know, like, if, uh, I don't know what the closest comparison in music would be. Like, who's somebody who's retired? And then just came back all of a sudden? back? Like, is there somebody? It's like if Dr. Dre came back. Yeah, for sure. If Dr. Dre came back and just suddenly dropped an album and was going on tour. (laughs) Yeah. Like, people would lose their mind. Yeah. Yeah. Or the Tupac hologram. Yeah. Yeah. If the Tupac hologram went on tour... That's you. That's me. She, she made that her bio a little while ago. Yeah. We've talked about that hologram ad nauseum. Cool. I can't think of a better hologram. Oh. Well, there was, uh, what's his name from the uh, Black Eyed Peas did like, he was a hologram on CNN. Will I Am? Yeah, Will I Am. Cool. Yeah, Why'd yeah. he do that? For the Just election. Just to be cool. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. It was for the election. None of it made sense. Like, yeah. It was during the election. It was on CNN. Will I Am was there as a hologram. Also, why him? Yeah, yeah. why He's him? He's a huge po- political figure. Everyone trusts his the way he votes. That is weird. Whenever it's there's a political you know thing like that, and then they ask celebrities what they think. Who cares? Yeah, exactly. I think some people must care because they always ask. Well, that they do, but why do they care? Like you know, I I I think probably most actors are dumber than the average voter. (laughs) (laughs) Shots fired to all actors. I'm looking at you, Harrison Ford. Just kidding. He's probably pretty smart. I think it's weird that there because I've only just recently kind of thought this. There are actors who started out as child actors, mm-hmm. and now they're they're still in the business. They're adults, yep. which means that they probably got no f- formal education because they, yeah. they started as a twelve or eleven yeah. year old kid. Yeah. So like, where did they? Like, I'm sure they had a tutor. Or whatever, yeah, yeah. But it's like yeah. these multi multi millionaires that yeah. don't even have a, a high school diploma. It's fascinating. And a lot of times, their parents take their money. Yeah, that's true. That's true. That happened to... I actually... I think you're pretty much doomed if you're a successful child actor to a certain point. Yeah. Like, the best case scenario is like Macaulay Culkin, where at a certain point he just cut off his whole family and moved to France, and now he just seems like a a leisurely gentleman. It's like, he's doing pretty good, actually. (laughs) He didn't die. uh, He can hold a conversation. He's pretty friendly. He 
has a Velvet Underground Pizza tribute band. That's right. Oh, I uh, love that. Yeah. Yes. He's pretty good. Yeah, and he, like, that's the weird thing, too, is, like, usually what makes you look cute as a, a little kid Makes doesn't you. necessarily translate to an adult face. So like Haley yeah. Joel Osment like yeah. was super adorable as a kid, but yeah. as an adult he just doesn't like it's it's not that he doesn't look right, but yeah. you remember yeah, him totally. as a kid yeah. and how adorable those features it's were on shocking. a kid. Yeah. Yeah. When you it, see him as an adult you're like, what? I'm trying to think of who who else was able to. Re- it, it is like almost you have to recover from being a child I think star. Natalie Portman is that she oh. did the best oh, yeah. of anybody because she she like was the child star. Mm-hmm. Then she went to Harvard, got her degree. Oh yeah, came back to acting. She did the old Rivers Como move. Yeah. Um, yeah, Elijah Wood did pretty good. Yeah, he seems like yeah, and same with uh, Daniel Radcliffe. He oh seems yeah, like pretty level, and he's doing his and uh, Rupert Grant as well. I don't know about Rupert Grant. I don't know what's happened. To Who's Rupert that? Grant. He's uh, Ron. From yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. I'm not much of a Potterhead. <laughs> I just saw him again in um, uh, The Servant. The okay. New, like Apple series, and he's so good. So, so he's, he's still pretty... at it. He's he's still well. Working he's in... yeah. Nice. He's transitioned into being Ed Sheeran now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's broken the typecast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And he's successful in a different field now. <laughs> Um, sorry, what were you saying? What is he doing now? Oh, no, he's just in like an Apple series and he like oh, good. doesn't remind me of Ron anymore, so I think he's done wow. a, oh, good. a good job. Yeah. Nice. That's yeah. good. If you can switch how the public sees you, that's so impressive. Yeah. Like, I'm still yet to see that Tom Clancy series that stars Jim from The Office yeah. as an action guy. Yeah. I can't imagine that. I know, right? And he also directed stuff. Quiet Place. Yeah. Yeah, and so. I thought that was good. Yeah, so yeah. you you are able to see him as a director. I still saw him as Jim. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Quirky guy. Um, yeah. Did you? I know that you worked at Black Dog Video. Yeah. We we have a segment where we discuss our worst day job stories. Oh sure. But I feel like the general clientele of people that would come in there would be probably pretty polite. Yeah. 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 Everybody that came into Black Dog. Um, it was kind of in this weird switchover where, like, Netflix was happening, yeah. but not in full yeah. swing, you yeah, know what yeah. I mean? So, like, people were still, like, downloading movies and, like, renting movies from iTunes and stuff. Yeah. So, it was, like, a weird time. So, yeah. the people who came into Black Dog were, like, really, really big movie fans. Yeah. Who couldn't find the thing they were looking for anywhere else. And they were like me, probably only like special features and criterion editions totally. and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. So they were there like they knew exactly what they wanted to see. Yeah. Because uh and they had exhausted every other kind of resource. So, yeah. So they were like really Yeah. Big movie fans. It's funny. I remember the reason I knew about Black Dog is because I used to work at HMV and I wanted to uh order Battle Royale, and I couldn't through HMV, so I had to go to Black Dog to do it. Really, and I had to wait three months for it to come. Wow, I was one was of those it worth it? dorks. Yeah, I love Battle Royale. Have you ever seen it? I don't think I have. It's kind of like like people say that. Um, what's that Jennifer Lawrence movie where you go on the island and you have to survive? Oh, uh, the Mocking oh, Jay Hunger Games. Yeah, Mocking yeah. <laughs> Mocking Boys. Um, <laughs> Battle Royale's the original version of that. So oh. it was uh, about is like in Japan and there's a population issue and so they take 
whole schools of teenagers okay. and put them on an island and they each get a bag with a mystery object in it. And uh, it could be a weapon or it could be like an apple. And oh, then wow. you have three days and you're all wearing these collars. And if at three days uh, there is more than one person alive, all the collars explode. Ah. So you have to kill everybody else. Oh, and so Hunger wow. Games is like the less mean version of Battle Royale. And what is this like from the 90s? Or? Uh, 2000s. And also the one of the main characters was the actress who played Go-Go in Kill Bill. So that's where she came oh, from. Oh, okay. And she essentially played Go-Go in... Um, Battle Royale. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's, wow. That's where Tarantino saw her and cast her. Yeah. And so wow. that's, you had to go to Black Duck to see to, Battle Royale. To purchase it. Yeah. Uh, so I had to go, this is when I used to live in Langley too, so I had to take the bus and the SkyTrain <laughs> oh, to boy. Main Street and then, <laughs> no, commercial, and then go in there and sheepishly ask if you could do it and then prepay for it and it was $90. It was wow. expensive. And then wait six months for it. Oh my God. That's With wild. bated breath. But you, you you literally couldn't find it anywhere yeah. else. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the that's the thing that video stores still have. Yeah. Because uh, Netflix, like, or or whatever streaming platform, yeah. doesn't have yeah. all the things you want to see. And I still have Blu-rays and stuff, and I still prefer it. Yeah. I mean, picture quality and sound quality is just way better. And like, yeah. I miss uh, special features. Love special yeah. features. Yeah. 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 So like. It's it's weird. You you kind of assume that they would go away yeah. completely, but I don't think they ever will. Do you think you like? I just watched this documentary on minimalism, and I feel like I can embrace that kind of thing to a point. But I still am kind of a collector of things. Yeah. Are you like that? Uh you know what? I like have collected a lot of things over the years, mm-hmm. but I feel. Like I've moved so many times. Oh yeah, that I like care. Like I think if you stayed in a place for a decade, you could really accrue definitely like some quite a collection of stuff. Yeah, but if you have to move it every couple of years, you start to like thin the herd pretty quick. Yeah, and so like the only thing I have left that uh, are like I have old comedy records. Oh, cool. Yeah. And but I never listened to them, so I don't even know if I'm gonna hold on to those anymore. You know. Well, you could probably get rid of the Cosby ones. Uh, I kind of <laughs> did, and I and like if you go to the thrift store, there's no end of those Cosby records now, yeah. and and his books and stuff. There. Yeah. Like mm. every time I go to a thrift shop, I can guarantee that I will find a Cosby record or a. Yeah. Yeah. Like it was a wholesale dump like everybody's wow. just like got rid of them. I wonder why people don't want those anymore yeah um, <laughs> I don't pay attention to the news so um, yeah uh, I also liked um, there there are those artists that it's no insult to them but you will just find their records and stuff in thrift shops yeah like Primus <laughs> It's one of those bands. I've never seen Primus in a thrift shop. I've seen a lot of back when there was like used CD stores. There was always like mm. a lot of a lot of Primus. I feel yeah. like there's always uh, like if I'm going through records, there's always um, uh, Nana Muscuri. Okay. Uh, and there's always uh, like a lot, like a lot, a lot of like Neil Diamond. Yeah. And like, but best ofs. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like a lot of like, um, this group presents. The oh, best yeah, yeah. Of whatever. Yep. Um, but yeah, oh yeah, the old CD stores. That really, yeah. I remember there used to be one that I would frequent on Granville Street. Yeah, that was a good one. Yeah. It was 
a abc used emporium yeah, or something yeah, like. yeah. and it was also a jewelry sh- store <laughs> <laughs> yeah 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 whoa yeah. is it still there no, no now it's a burger king or something oh. yeah <laughs> but it was definitely like that was the place you would go to get yeah. like a used dvd or cd or whatever do you remember your first concert uh first concert that i paid for or first concert that i just went to as a kid let's do both uh, first concert that I paid for, I think, was Smashing Pumpkins. Sick. Yeah. <laughs> Do you remember who opened? No, no, uh, I don't. I wonder what year it was. It was what year was it? Ninety-five. Amazing. Yeah. Wow. And they were great. I believe it. Yeah, yeah, they were great, and it was like Billy Corgan was before he'd gone like completely insane. You know? Yeah, he was like because now he's insane, right? Well, he's super into old analog synths, and he'll do ten-hour-long sessions where it's just him unplugging and plugging them in and doing like even his hardcore fans are like, "This is boring." Yeah, yeah, like he's he, and he like bought a wrestling league. Yeah. He and- loves sports. He loves specifically Chicago sports. Really? So he'll be at anything like it's it's weird like i find it interesting when musicians that are like kind of gothy are really into like hockey or something yeah. like like um the al jorgensen the guy from ministry he's the biggest chicago blackhawks fan there is and he's he's had season tickets for 20 years and it's behind huh. the penalty box of the opposing team so he can talk trash to them no really way. yeah like those those two guys are like no like billy corgan's like really good friends with dennis rodman and stuff like they oh, yeah, that trash. that makes sense yeah um yeah, but uh, yeah, this so that would have been when what was that record? Tonight is a great uh, that one probably. Yeah. So I don't know who would have been opening. It might have been Hole because they were touring together a lot, and then they shared a bass player at one point. Huh? Yeah, I can't remember. No. Yeah. But yeah, that, that was the first concert what, that I like paid to go see. What was the first one that you didn't? Weird Al or Fred Penner? Uh, <laughs> the Beach Boys. Oh, that's a good one. Oh. Yeah. That's a good one. And they were, that was great. Because, like, you could still, I mean, I know it's not the Beach Boys anymore. It's like Mike Love and a bunch of. Yeah. Jesse from Full House. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I think he might have been with them when I saw them. Cool. Yeah. Because he was, like, the drummer for the Beach Boys. Yeah. That's so funny. (laughs) And they were on Full House. Yeah. Hell of a cameo. Yeah. But it was crazy because, like, that's just music that you know as a kid. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I knew every song they were playing. It was, yeah. Yeah. That's the best. That's so funny how what was like at one point rebellious rock music just becomes like what you sing along to in kindergarten. Because I remember totally. we sang along to Yellow Submarine. Yeah. And it's like, that's a pretty psychedelic album that yeah. comes from. But you could take a lot of the Beatles songs and be convince somebody. Like if you just took select songs and said these are children's entertainers you would believe. like happiness is a warm gun totally. yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> revolver um yeah yeah do you do you, you know what's uh, i've been thinking about is like basically any musician that's beloved from that era has a, a criminal rap sheet that means we probably shouldn't like them oh yeah like john true. lennon was like you know what i mean like yeah. It's so disappointing, and it's so hard to figure out how to navigate that, especially publicly. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, but I feel like there's enough artists out there. It's weird. Like It's like uh, somebody at some point decided, like, we love these artists, yeah. and then you find out that they're scumbags. Yeah. yeah. But there's a lot of artists out there that aren't. Yeah. That, you know, that are, like, fine 
good people. Yeah. It's like, well, just like those ones. Yeah, you can just like, yeah. Like, just just like Kings of Leon instead. <laughs> They're Christian brothers. <laughs> Bring them home to grandma. But you know, there's so many artists that are, yeah, that aren't, there's no complicated feelings with them. Like you're like they're good artists and they're yeah decent. But their merch isn't as cool. Yeah. <laughs> Scumbags have the best merch. That's the title. We always Scumbags try to figure out a, the <laughs> We always try and figure out a title while we're doing the episode. Uh, okay, one more question, Graham Clark. Sure. Have you ever had an experience with a ghost? Um, I think I have, but. I don't. Well, I haven't had like firsthand, but uh, I, people around me have had experiences. Okay. okay. And um, my mom, who's a nurse, okay, and uh, good person. Go on. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> she was with a family. She probably has terrible merch. <laughs> yeah, my mom's merch needs some work. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but she was with a family, uh, and they're the matriarch of the family uh, was in the hospital and passed away while she was at the family's house okay and all of a sudden the whole room smelled like uh, the cigarettes that the mom smoked just out of nowhere everybody could smell cigarettes and that was at the exact moment that wow she died so yeah my mom has a lot of crazy stories like that kind of thing yeah yeah Yeah, but personally i don't think i've ever had like a ghost encounter I'm, I've been asking this question on this show for a while now, and I'm starting to have a theory that men never see ghosts and women always see ghosts. That's interesting. Have <laughs> you noticed that? I, I've not, I don't think I've ever seen a ghost. Well, you, you haven't, but maybe you have to be a comedian. Um, <laughs> True. But honestly, every time I've asked this and it's dudes, the answer is no. But my friend, yeah. you know, and yeah. then every female comic I've had on has, has one, a first-hand one. Huh. I've definitely noticed that. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah, I don't have a first-hand one, unfortunately. Okay. But may, I'm, not, I'm open to it. Do you, <laughs> what do you think of that? Do you kind of believe in that? I, I think there's uh, such a gap between what we know and what we don't know mm-hmm. that to write off anything completely yeah. is like, that's as dumb. It's arrogant, isn't it? It's arrogant. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. and... Uh, like the thing is, is who knows what the phenomena of a ghost is? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like it could be a million different things, but to say yeah. that it just never happened—that yeah. that's kind of—it's very dismissive. And, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it could be a Tupac hologram. Yeah. It know. could be Will I Am talking about the election. <laughs> yeah. That's a good way to wrap it up, I think. That was kind of a callback. Thanks, Graham. Thanks for having me. Every Monday at Havana, you have Laugh Gallery. Yeah. And what else? Is there anything else you want to... Oh, stop podcasting yourself. Yeah. The best comedy podcast in the country. Wow, thank you very much. It is. I really think that. I look up to you You've and Dave. You've been a guest on it. I have. Thank you so much for having me. Check out Kevy's episode. That was so <laughs> fun. Yeah. That was a good one. Trying that was to, fun. Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to think what we laced into. Someone probably got it. We, we, talked, <laughs> we talked a lot about how cool your tattoo is. Oh, yeah. yeah. Thank you. Yeah. 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 Um... That was really fun. So check that out. You guys have such great guests. Yeah, we're lucky. We're lucky. We get we get nice, funny, good guests. Well, you're a very well respected person, and thus While concludes the Graham Clark com- uh, compliment hour. <laughs> Maybe that's the Why title. Does it have to end? <laughs> All right. Thanks, Graham. Thank you. Bye. <laughs>
Thank you for listening to the comedy here off the podcast. I've been your host, Kevy. Thank you to Graham Clark for coming on and make sure you subscribe to us on YouTube. We'll check in with you next week. Bye.